0: At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum, restrictions may apply, subject to availability.
2: Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items
1: and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Although our next Americana Music Profiles artist, Jalen Crossland, makes his home in Wyoming, we caught up with him while he was spending a few months off the touring trail camping in the Arizona desert. Jalen's current album, Singalongs for the Apocalypse, gave us some great material for our conversation. Well, hi, Jalen. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. Whoa, Greg. How are you doing? Good. I say it's afternoon. It's uh, it's afternoon for me, but it's uh, still morning for you. <laughs> um, yep. You uh, we were we were talking off air. I, you are uh, based in Wyoming, but you're actually not there right now, right?
0: Yeah. It's uh, it is too cold for my clothes in Wyoming, so uh, headed down to the Arizona desert for oh, so, these couple two or three months, I suppose. And uh, just hanging out in the desert and taking some time to hopefully write some songs and yeah, and that's cool. Soak up some sunshine.
1: So camping in the desert for you is that uh, a tent? Or are you a little bit uh, uh, a little bit more accommodations oh, no. than in,
0: that? I'm in the notorious creeper van.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, got a big old extended Dodge high top, you know? Yeah, yeah. Things kind of I can. Converted it myself, building a bed and table and stuff into it, and it's it's a comfortable little setup to go live in on the road. Yeah,
1: sweet. That's cool.
0: I think it's the 12th van I've had.
1: Okay. (laughs) So. <laughs> uh, we enjoy watching the uh, all of those YouTubers that do that uh, tour all over the country in the, in the vans and the box trucks yeah. and uh, all those types of yeah, things. Yeah, the van
0: dwellers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: watched a bunch of that, too, before coming down here for the winter. It kind of gets you excited to go to just live on the road in the van. I mean, I've already done it my whole life, but yeah um, usually that's in little trips for you know a couple weeks at a time, and then I'll come home. Um, this is full on staying out for months that's cool enjoying so far
1: do you find uh, a community of of those types of folks out there is it is it it as big as it looks or or, or are you kind of kind of alone
0: well I've only been out for you know a week and a half or something so far and uh, you see people who you know gotta be van dwellers you know in blind J truck stop parking lots
1: Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm.
0: um but I haven't really interacted too much with anybody. Mostly I'm just out in the desert by myself.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Um, but it'd be fun to visit with some. It's just, I don't know how easy it is to meet everybody because yeah. you're all drifting about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Huh. Well, it definitely sounds like there, there would have to be some, some inspiration for songwriting in in that kind of lifestyle, even if it's, um, you know, in spurts.
0: Yeah. Well, um, probably you have to wait for the bad things to happen before you get good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's
1: not all but I understand <laughs>
0: <laughs> so far it's been pretty good good, good.
1: <laughs> so you you are based in Wyoming then when you're when you're not uh, doing the van dwelling thing uh, has that have you been in Wyoming your whole life
0: um most of my life yeah I've lived in a few other places briefly um but Wyoming is home, and my family's from there, and, um, yeah, based out of there my whole life. So I try to tour all over the country, but the farther it is from Wyoming, the less I get there.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how did um, you get started originally in uh, being a, a, a musician?
0: Uh, you know, my uncle, Dan, um, is a old-time banjo player and plays fiddle, and uh, so... I grew up listening to the banjo since I was just well since I was born, and uh, I would you know, just go cr- crawling across the floor and see it laying there out of its case and grab the strings and tug on it. you know <laughs> so yeah, um so it's all the, it's always been a part of my life, um, yeah, and then started plunking on the thing you know, clear back as a kid, but never really started trying to learn how to be a musician until. Uh, about thirteen, I suppose. Uh-huh. In high school and realized that you're gonna have to learn to play music to get invited to parties and meet girls. So yeah. <laughs> so I worked at it harder. <laughs> <laughs> and then been doing it for a living essentially since about seventeen, I okay. guess.
1: Okay. So it's pretty much pretty much full time for you for the whole the whole length of your your music career then.
0: Yeah, music has pretty much been my life the whole way through. I mean, I've had some crappy jobs uh, early on through my late teens and twenties, till you could, you know, till I could get the whole thing going well enough to make a living, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, but yeah, music's pretty much always been there. You
1: know? And you've gotten a chance to to play with a lot of different artists. Uh, um, I noticed in the uh, notes that it made reference to. I think. Um, uh, John McEwen, have a relationship with him, or at least him having a relationship with your music anyway, and um, yeah. and, and you being on tour with some different folks.
0: Yeah, it's been great. I mean, between doing opening slots for people and, and then also on festival deals, you get to meet a lot of neat musicians and hang out a bit, you know. Um, I've done two tours with Robert Earl Keen, and I've uh, uh, done a bunch of shows with John McEwen, um, you know, opening for him, or on Festival Bills, and we played a little bit on stage together, and um, it's great to see, it's really cool to get to meet your, you know, your heroes, and uh, yeah. hang out with them a bit, yeah, um, I, I I always turn into, you know, a starstruck fool whenever I meet anybody who's an old-time hero, <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> turn into a blathering idiot when yeah. I'm talking with them, but that's probably standard,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, so what is a what is a uh, performing season look like for you? Is it is it year round? I mean, you we, you know you mentioned a few minutes ago you're, you're chilling out in the desert, uh, you know, staying warm, writing songs. When when will when will you get back to to performing? Whatever that looks like for you, a schedule. Well,
0: um, winter has always been a slower season. You know, living in Wyoming, especially, mm-hmm. um, everything kind of goes into the deep freeze mo- mode in the north. Um, through the winter months, uh, I've always managed to keep playing during, during the cold. Um, but, the uh, big season is always the summer when everything livens up, mm-hmm. you know, festivals and parties and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I work hard from, oh, usually about May to, through September. Okay. Um, just, just about full time running, doing gigs and that's great. I love it. It's a blast and, uh. And then by the time it's over in the fall, I'm ready to chill out a bit anyway. So I don't mind the gigs tapering off in the, in the winter. But, um, and then this year I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to not gig for a few months and mm-hmm. uh, go, uh, go just spend some time writing, you know? Yeah. Um, I've got a short t- tour in Montana coming up in February. So I have to run back north for, you know, like a week's worth of gigs <laughs> and then come back.
1: <laughs> what does, um, when when you spend time writing what what's the do you have a theme in mind do you just kind of wait for the experiences to present themselves what what's the what's the approach you take to, to your songwriting
0: well uh, the the way it's kind of developed is um, I have gotten real good at writing down or recording every time something Uh, Some natural impulse uh, Creativity or idea Comes into my head You know Driving or whatever You're doing Mm -hmm. Um, Anytime I hear something That's really groovy It would make Go good in a song That really good At writing all this stuff down Right when it happens So you don't forget
1: Right
0: And I keep uh, I keep files Of all the ideas Mm -hmm. uh, Either according to song names Or alphabetical or You know And then uh, Because I think That's all the best stuff The best stuff Is just the stuff That falls in your lap When you're not trying um, and then it, I sit down for, you know, the craft part of, uh, turning all this stuff into a useful song, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, uh, then I'll just pull out all those ideas that came at natural moments and, uh, try to flesh them out and mix them with the other ideas. And, you know, that's when you have your nose to the grindstone trying to, yeah. um, actually turn it into finished songs. But I, I don't work well if I just sit down and say, I'm going to write a song now. Okay, you know, yeah, and pull something out of the air. That doesn't work at all, yeah,
1: yeah um,
0: I've, I've got to sit down with ideas that came from natural impulses, you know mm-hmm. and then flesh them out.
1: Are you writing with a with an end in mind being you know you're working on your next album, I need ten or twelve songs to before I can get to the studio, or or is it more organic, you know, as one happens, you're collecting and saving, and then pull out your collection when it's time to record again?
0: I think it's mostly more organic. I'm just kind of always doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, of course, you get more fo- focused, um, a little more pressure as the recording time starts coming. So you have to get things done, whether you get the right, the right line or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. But, um, and also, uh, I'll generally have an idea of what I'm trying to achieve with the mixed album. Uh-huh. as I'm writing you know a, a, just a general idea like right now I want to write a acoustic solo album um, you know no band involved in okay. this one uh-huh. and so that's that's my focus is trying to do that right. even okay. if I get a great band idea we' really gonna work
1: on other stuff <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and the the current album that you have out I'm not i didn't see in the notes when when that actually came out but the um uh, the uh, Sing along, uh, is it? Sing alongs for the apocalypse is that the name of it? Is that, did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was
0: the last one. Okay,
1: um,
0: my last chart evading effort.
1: <laughs> where where did that <laughs> title come from?
0: Um, well, I mean, again, it's the title came uh, at some odd time, and I wrote it down. I have a whole list of titles for songs, okay, and titles for albums, you know. Yeah, and I just always thought it was a neat a title, and then um, I mean. Uh, and if you I've got all I've got songs That, that lean into that So I said Well it's finally time To put an album together with Yeah the title. Um, okay. And uh, the world God you look around There's uh, all kinds of things Moving towards apocalypse If we ain't careful Right And uh, so I figured how it's It's topical and timely And I got a lot of songs That, uh, that can lean into that subject So but, but you know It's not a dark title It's kind of a Tongue-in-cheek title. Oh, too. sure. Like yeah. Album isn't really a. It's not a dark album. It's a. You know, it's maybe sardonic humor in a lot of it. Right. So, right.
1: A couple zombie songs and. <laughs> that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, there there was a line in the um, uh, uh in the bio sheet that uh, I caught my attention. It says to to pin any one label on Crossland's body of work would be a crime. It's not country, it's not rock. It sure as hell ain't your daddy's bluegrass. Um ha- having just read that, what do you uh, is it Americana? Do you do you do you feel like it fits anywhere?
0: Um you know that's a tough thing. Uh and I always know that question is going to come up, like, "What do you do?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it's tough because, I mean, as I'm not—I don't feel that I'm any one genre. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, a curator of a specific, uh, specific genre of music. You know, like blues or jazz or whatever. Um, uh, you have access to all this sound, you know, um, and I have a lot of roots in old time you know, banjo and bluegrass and stuff like that, but, um, I'm not a bluegrass player. Right. I consider myself a bluegrass player. Um, it's funny cause at gigs, you know, so many people just think cause you own a banjo, you're a bluegrass musician, Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, yeah. and I, I love bluegrass, but I'm not a bluegrass player. Um, it's, uh, Americana is kind of an umbrella that we've, sure. we've all come to use, uh, for just all styles of music right. when you don't really know exactly what you do. Right. But it draws in, it draws in, you know, old time, old time country, old time, uh, mountain music and bluegrass. And then, uh, I think it is treated to the freedom of rock and roll music because there's no rules in rock and roll music. Yeah. No. It's always, rock, rock has always been part of my experience. You know, I play electric guitar and have, for, you know, since I started. Um, and so yeah I'd treat these uh traditional styles of music to a freer uh, uh, freer mode with the rock and roll you know
1: well i when I was listening to some of your songs and I, I pulled up a couple of the youtube videos i um being in virginia on on the east coast and having the experiences that I have growing up listening to traditional uh, eastern bluegrass and and mm-hmm. and, and not an old time and not really um even understanding what the word Americana was until about you know fifteen or twenty years ago, um, I, I don't even think I still understand what that. Word well, is. yeah, I don't either. We just <laughs> we, we used that because it, it was this really nice big umbrella that allowed us to talk to all kinds of folks like yourself and Ralph Stanley and uh-huh. anybody else who kind of fits into that um, mm-hmm. into that big mix. But it kind of this this idea came to me of of almost Western Americana. Um, of kind of this, yeah. what, what you do and, and there's other folks that are in the West and the Midwest and the Northwest that, um, almost as cowboy Americana, it's not really c- cowboy swing and it's not country, but it's, it's different than, than what we would call, you know, Eastern or, or, uh, Northern Americana either.
0: Yeah, I get that. I kind of agree with that too. Um, uh, yeah, I speak for certainly the, uh, the Western people and the Western experience just because that's my experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, hopefully the ideas are universal enough that other people will like the tombs, but, uh, that, you know, write about what you know. So mm-hmm. it's certainly from a Western perspective.
1: Yeah, there seems to be um, probably even a different. Uh, obviously, uh, y- you know, uh, growing up, you heard all of the. The, the names that everybody else heard when, when you start talking about people at the top of the game in the fifties and sixties and seventies. But, but there's all kinds of regional influences that, um, people in the Eastern part of the country probably have never heard of and may never hear of that are, that are in the Western part of the country and yeah. brings in different influences. I think that, um, uh, tinge or flavor, uh, your music as a songwriter.
0: Uh, oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah for sure um you know one thing though that, that is happening um is the um oh you know music started out very very local i mean as far as um people from virginia were writing from their hollers there in virginia mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know you had um the cowboys were here around the west singing around and you're on campfires it was very localized right and much more isolated in days of old than it is now. I mean, mm-hmm. as we go on now, we all have access to everything.
1: Yeah, the
0: Internet, yeah. You know, and um, so more and more, it's really getting homogenous. Uh, it
1: which is. Which may explain yeah.
0: some of the, uh, may explain, you know, a little more of the Americana term. Um, you yeah. know, you take a band like Shovels and Rope, they're an East Coast band, you know, mm-hmm. Southeast. And they're, I mean, no doubt American, uh, from the, folk And country and stuff like that, but they rock hard when
1: they're sure, play, you know? yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and it's more and more homogenized like that, for better or for worse, whatever it is, you know.
1: I would think, as a musician, it it makes it harder and harder to be uh, authentic or, or to find a, a unique sound that doesn't, that you can't be, yeah, you can't somebody can't say, oh, yeah, that sounds like so and so, you know. I,
0: yeah, it's totally that's totally true. It's, uh, and it's actually in some ways it's a curse because,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, in the, in the music industry, people definitely want to say, what does that guy do? You
1: know? Right. Right. Um,
0: and I can't say, well, I'm a blues player, you know? Right. Um, cause I'm not really a curator of a style. I'm a you know a songwriter and I'm contemporary, but I, I lean hard on traditional styles, you know? Uh, I, uh, I love the traditional music and, um, so yeah, I really I lean into that, but I'm, but it's it's not curation. It's uh, doing something new with sure. what you got with the yeah. tools you got now.
1: Right, right. And ho-
0: all you can really hope for is because you're writing all these songs and albums and playing that it starts to sound like you. Right. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Where where do you uh who do you find audience-wise that your your music appeals to the most?
0: You know, um I'm really surprised that it's a pretty broad demographic. Hmm. Um. It, it, at every show, it's uh, all the way from little kids to old people, and I mean, and all you know, I have young rock and roll kids in the crowd, and
1: yeah, uh,
0: it really seems uh, to broadly appeal.
1: Yeah, that's so, cool,
0: and that's just I'm glad about that. Sure, uh, yeah, fortunate, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. So, what's what's um. Uh, wh- how far in the future do you plan? What does that look like for you as an artist? In the desert writing yeah. songs, mini tour coming up, what's uh, a new album on the horizon? What, what, do you, what does it look like in the future for, for, for you? Well,
0: I'm hoping to lay low until around the 1st of April. Um, and then uh, I really would love to do some touring after that for a few months before the summer season starts. Um, up and up and around where I live, you know, in Wyoming and Colorado. And most of my work is in Montana, Wyoming, Dakotas, you know, mm-hmm. up that area. Mm-hmm. right? Um, and in the summer, I get booked heavy in that area because all the festivals and stuff in that area. Right. So if I'm going to do any touring, I, I try to do it in the spring and the fall. And so I hope to be touring in that time. And yeah. My agent's working on it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, and it, I would love to have a new solo record. Uh, whether I can get enough songs written up by then or not, we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: hate to speculate.
1: Right. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're in the right place to get the juices flowing. Anyway.
0: <laughs> well, I hope so.
1: <laughs> so the the current album that is out is "Sing Alongs for the Apocalypse." If folks would like to get a copy of that, they want to get in touch with you, have some correspondence. What's the best way to reach out? Well.
0: Uh, For correspondence, um, you can hit up my Facebook, Jalen Crossland at, well, Facebook, uh, and personal email is Jalen Crossland at Hotmail, and I keep a website up under my name where it keeps the touring schedule and news and whatnot, you know. Um, So, yeah, any of those ways are good ways to interact.
1: And I'm guessing there's a few campsites around you if they'd like to make their way to the desert.
0: Yeah, good luck finding me, (laughs) but um, I welcome visitors. Come on in, we'll sit around, have (laughs) a beer by the fire, and play some banjo. Cool.
1: Well, thanks, Jalen. I enjoyed talking to you and uh, getting to know a little bit more about your music, and I wish you the best.
0: Yeah, it's good visiting with you, Greg.
1: Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com.